Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee Talks with Ash. I'm your host, Ash, and I'll start with my regular disclaimer. I do live in an apartment complex. I own a dog, so there may be some background noise. I do apologize in advance. Also, I'm super squirrely, so we're probably going to have some off-track comments made in here. (laughs) Just a heads up. So... This week, I wanted to talk about toxic relationships and the habits that we learn while we're in those relationships, and especially how hard it is to unlearn those habits. Oh, this is going to be a tough subject for me, so I apologize if I get a little emotional. I was in a toxic relationship. Not saying that my partner was the only toxic person and that some habits that I did were probably pretty toxic as well. And I've noticed, and I have a friend that was in a similar situation to me, that people talk about toxic relationships a lot and how to recognize when you're in one, but they don't talk about the habits that you learn when you're in those relationships and how hard it is to unlearn those habits. So this is primarily from my perspective and what I've gone through as well as the habits that I'm trying to unlearn right now at this point in time in my life. So I have trust issues because my previous relationship, I could never trust anything that came out of my partner's mouth. Because there was no action to back it up when that, when a comment was stated. So when there were problems and my partner and I would sit down and I would try to talk about it maturely and ask for change. Oh yeah, I'm going to change. I'm going to change. I'm going to change. I, I love you. I, I want this to work. I'm, I'm going to change. And then we'd be back in the same spot six months later. Or my partner would say that they were out with friends and that's not actually what they were doing and I wouldn't find out until later when uh, somebody else would bring it up to me that they were not with them when they said that they were. But yet my partner, my ex-husband, was incredibly controlling in a certain sense where I I worked at a hotel I worked in hospitality, and I worked long hours. I worked 60, 70, 80-hour weeks. Um, I became a workaholic because I didn't want to go home and face a battleground, but I also didn't want to go home and be alone, and it was one or the other. There was very rarely a chance of anything else. It was either going home to a battleground or going home to being alone. So I learned not to trust what people say in order to protect myself and to watch their actions instead. And that's still a habit I'm trying to unlearn. Not fully unlearn, but not be as intense about it. And I also have fear involved in trust issues. More along the lines of telling my current partner when something is wrong with how I'm feeling or 
if I if I'm having a problem or I'm trouble I'm having trouble I don't like talking about it I've never liked talking about it I've always been the strong person that other people come to and it's hard for me to admit what I see as a weakness but I know that it's not a weakness I'm only human and it happens to everybody so I have a hard time admitting or speaking up when I'm feeling a certain way when I'm feeling very down in the dumps or not at my best I have a hard time talking to my partner about it because I have fear in my heart that I will lose my partner my partner won't love me anymore and I know that's not true it's it's almost a trauma response of when you think what you're going to say is going to bring about a certain reaction so instead of speaking up and talking about it you bury it and you don't want to talk about it because it makes in my opinion and in my perspective it makes me feel unlovable and broken and it's hard to admit when you are not at your best it's hard to talk about like I said I know that that's not true that's my own fear talking to me in my head and it's something I'm working on but it's very difficult to unlearn and to not even trust but get over that fear and that phobia of talking to your partner about the things that you've been through in your past. And I am so very lucky to have a very patient and understanding partner now at this time. Whereas I've never had that before. I was always walking on eggshells in my previous relationship, feeling like no matter what I did or said, I wasn't going to be good enough. Nothing I ever did or said was good enough. How I looked was even controlled. I, and honestly, I used to tell myself for years that it was my perception of beauty. I used to have bleach blonde hair. I wore colored contacts. Now, granted, I was born with bleach blonde hair, but as I got older, it got darker. And when I was in my previous relationship, I had met my partner with blonde hair. And I, whenever I wanted to change it, my partner almost made me feel bad for wanting to change it. And wanted me to go back to blonde almost as soon as possible. Because that was the color of hair I had when we met. I wore blue colored contacts because I had blue eyes when I was a kid. And I thought blue eyes were beautiful. Now granted... That wasn't controlled. That was more my thing. I wanted to have blue eyes because I thought blue eyes were beautiful. But looking back and being reflective on it, I was insecure. I'm not as insecure as I used to be. I'm still insecure about some things. I'm not as insecure about my physical appearance anymore. Um, but there were a lot of things that I let other people control about me. And I'm still working on getting over that and being my most authentic self without being rude or mean about it. I'm, I'm me. 
I am who I am. I have my ups and downs like everybody else. God, this year's been one of those. It's been a lot of ups and downs. And the downs have seemed worse than the ups. But I know that, again, that's not true. That's just my perception of things. So, yeah, I have trust issues. I have a hard time with a trauma and fear response when it comes to certain things. And I'm still working on that. And I'm coming to realize that it has gotten to the point where I can no longer deal with this on my own and try to cope with it on my own in the ways that I've coped with it before. Because it's not working. So, I will say, if anybody else out there is listening to this, and they understand where I'm coming from, and they've been in a similar situation, it's okay that you have these issues. You're not broken. You're mending. You're improving every day. I know it's hard, but... Be able to talk to somebody. Have someone in your life that you can talk to about this. Because there will come a a time where it may be beyond just you trying to fix it. And you might need to get professional help. And I am taking those steps. I am going to the doctor to see if there may be a medical cause for this. I'm also looking at going to see a therapist to see if there might be a mental cause for this, or at least some tips on how to deal with these emotions, because I'm not good at dealing with my emotions. I've said this in a previous episode. I have a tendency to bury emotions I don't want to deal with. So whether that's fear or anger, frustration, silence, and I know silence isn't technically an emotion, but it's, it's the feeling of having to keep things from people, having to hide things from people. I don't do well with that. I don't, I don't keep secrets very well. I'm, I'm getting better as I'm getting older, but that's not always a good thing. So I'm taking those steps because I sat down with my childhood best friend over the weekend and I was having a rough day on Friday. I was having a really rough day. And it wasn't even because of anything that had happened that week. It was just, I felt so overwhelmed. Overwhelmed and exhausted. Fatigued. I felt beaten down. And like, no matter what I did, it wasn't going to get better. Because I'd been using those same coping mechanisms that I've been using my entire life And those coping mechanisms aren't working for me anymore. Because I'm not the same person I have been. I'm growing, I'm changing, I'm getting older. So, she told, I talked to her, I opened up, and she said it might be time to consider professional help. So, we're going down that road together, I guess. (laughs) And it's difficult to, to admit Sometimes you need it. Sometimes you need help. Especially for a strong person or someone who sees themselves as very strong and doesn't like to admit when they need help. And that's me. I hate admitting when I need help. Even though I know it's okay to ask for it, I hate admitting it. 
So, here we are. I've, I'm learning, I'm getting better. I don't mean to make this episode a downer, but I feel like it's something that needs to be talked about. We need to talk about things when we're not feeling our best. And that's one thing, I feel like social media glamorizes everybody's life. It it glamorizes everything. And everybody's life isn't always rainbows and sunshine. Even if you have somebody in your life that you think they have a perfect life, I guarantee you that they don't. And maybe that's just your perception of them. They probably think that they don't. Talk to them. Make sure they're okay. I have friends who have depression and they're really good at hiding when they're not feeling the best. I'm not so good at it anymore. I have a tendency to zone out, which I'm, I've learned now the proper medical term for that is dissociating. Hell, and I do that a lot. I've been doing that a lot. This year's been tough. There's been a lot of things that have happened, but... Yeah, toxic relationships, they are those habits that you learn in them. It's difficult to unlearn them. So here I am, I'm trying to unlearn my trust issues. I'm trying to unlearn my fear about opening up. And I'm sharing this with you, hoping that this will help you in some way, shape, or form. And I hope that it does. It's okay to admit when you need help, and I really hope that you choose to open up to somebody you think you can trust, you believe that you can trust, who's always been there. My best friend's been there for me since I was six. I know I can talk to her about anything. I don't have to hold anything back with her. She knows me better than I know myself sometimes. So. I have been in and out of toxic relationships ever since I got into relationships. Thinking back and looking at all of the relationships I've been in and the behavior that I exhibited as well as the behavior that I put up with, I don't think I've ever had a healthy relationship until now. And honestly, now it's healthy. It started out healthy and it has always been healthy. I've always been able to be open with my partner. It's... Not even that I don't feel that I can't, it's that I feel like if I say something, my partner won't love me anymore. And again, I know that that's not true. It's those insecurities and that fear creeping into my head. My partner is so patient and so kind and so caring and understanding and accepting. He knows that we all have a past. We all have things that we're still getting over and we're still learning from. And he's pushed me to be a better person since day one. He's pushed me to be the best version of myself as well as my authentic self. He loves me for who I am and I could not be even more grateful than I already am today for just having him in my life. I'm a very lucky person. 
Another example of the toxic behaviors that we learn in relationships is my friend who's gone through a similar situation. One of her exes used to yell at her and wouldn't let her wear shorts in the summertime because he felt that she was showing off her body to other people. All of us wear shorts in the summertime. It's hot. No one's looking at your girl, man. That tells me that that person has a lot of insecurities. And that's also a stereotypical sign of a cheater. Somebody who constantly is worrying about their significant other, their partner, looking for other sources of affection and love. If you look, I'm sure it's written down somewhere, but in my experience, a cheater will always be overprotective of their partner. They will always be, and not in a good way, I mean a controlling way. They will always be accusing their partner of cheating because that's what they are doing and they think if they're doing it, their partner's doing it as well. But yet, they will also be incredibly lovey-dovey at sometimes because they want to show you affection because they're getting love somewhere else. There are so many red flags that I'm retrospectively seeing in my relationships. Even though in every relationship I gave it I gave it my all. I gave them everything I had. I I tried to be what they wanted instead of being me. And that's no way to live your life. I have constantly preached, live your life for yourself, because nobody else will live it for you. But yet I've been sitting here in relationships in the past, throughout most of my life, trying to be what that person wanted me to be, instead of just being myself. And it got me into so much trouble. Life reflections. I, that got me into so much trouble, and it's caused a lot of things internally as well. So now I have to work on unlearning those, and doing my best to be open and honest with my partner as well as my other relationships in my life, without fear that I will get rejected, that I'm not good enough. Because you know what, damn it, I am good enough. I am good enough. And so are you. Be your authentic, true self. Don't let anybody hold you back. You'll find somebody that appreciates it one day. If you haven't already. I have. I'm very lucky to say that. Like I said, I'm still unlearning these habits. So I'll update you along the way. I'm getting better. I'm getting better at recognizing these triggers. So, we'll see where it takes me. I'll take you along my journey. It's been a tough road, but we're getting there. We're almost there. So, that's about all I have to say, other than know that you are loved, you are needed, and you are wanted. Somebody out there needs you in their life and wants you in their life. If you haven't already met them, I hope you meet them soon. Thank you so much for listening today.